They trying to be great though. <laughs> they having a good time. All T no shade. Um, L N J. What type of tea they serving? Is it lifting? Probably the type that Kermit be sipping. Take your mouth and start to click it. This dope trio delivering something with subjects that's busting. Um, make you wanna join a discussion. Real people, real topics with a little bit of gossip. Out in the bay, ripping eight one trade. Um, it's all T no shade. All T no shade. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to All Tea No Shade, where we are serving tea without the shade. Like we always do, sippers. So pull up a seat and let's start this damn sip set. Yeah, let's get it started. Let's get it started. It's OG status right now. The originals. The OGs. Running duos right now. Duos, it's me and L. Jay and I are in the building. On the mic. Feels good, bro. It feels good, but it's going to be a little interesting trying to work everything. I know. At the same time. <laughs> I know. We, we're definitely like a three-man group, right? But, okay. you know, right. sometimes it work. it's good to be with the OG. This is how it goes. Well, Jay, how's your week been? My week has been pretty good, actually. Um, I'm actually pretty happy that things are kind of moving into the final phase of this reopening of Florida. Um, as we talked about a little earlier, you know, you said offline that he's a little more cautious than most people about... Yeah. getting out there and about but i'm think i'm on the opposite spectrum of you i'm like yo let's just get out there let's get things going um i was seeing in the news the other day that the big controversy right now is about the churches reopening yeah and a lot of people were like well they shouldn't open blah blah they should open because people need if a you're church opening gyms you you can't say you're not going to open up churches i'm actually oh here's the thing i'm okay with gym opening, but I almost feel like churches need to be one of the last people only because Why? there's really no way to create social distancing. Yes, you know, there seats. is. They're in pews. You can be six feet away. Pews. They're in individual seats. I mean, I guess they could block off every seat. The exact same way they're doing everything else where you're blocking off things to make the, the distance appropriate. They can do that at churches. Churches could, but a lot of churches don't want to. And what about the, the tithing plate? That's passed down the rolls. You want to sanitize it every, after each pass? Yeah, but like literally, I mean, it's so funny because there's always people who don't go to church. If you go to church, you realize like most churches now, everything's done electronically. Oh, yeah. Like my tithings were all, is all pulled electronically. They have a ATM that you can actually go ahead and do your tithes through through that. So hopefully they're keeping that clean and sanitized in between. But very few people are still like, nobody carries cash with them. Very few people are, are using the tithing plate. I mean, is that mega churches though that have? That. What no, about the small churches? I was at a small dirt road church. Yeah. And my ties got pulled out electronically. Dirt mm. road, literally. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of hugging, a lot so, of kissing in churches. I mean, but that's anything. The same thing that your gym family is the same way that, like, people at CrossFit at certain boxes, they hug and kiss all the time. Like, you know what I mean? CrossFit, like, hugging. Well, well I see what like, you mean. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that camaraderie, right? Yeah. You know, you're clapping hands. The same thing that you're doing with gyms. Gyms, they're not, people are not wiping in between equipment each time. Like, yeah. you know what well, I mean? Well, they should be. They should be. They should be, but, but they're don't. not. They're not, they're, they're the same social distancing they're going to keep at a gym is the same social distancing they're going to keep at a church with the difference being that in a gym you're sweating on top of things making it worse yeah there's a pastor out right now everyone's talking about his video a black pastor he said look don't call me don't email me don't text me he said this church is not reopening until their stuff reopens he said by and people are like who is there he's like he was like he said, he said until jesus wakes me up out of my sleep and tells me to go open that church back up he said i am not reopening it yeah. until the white people's places are open he said until then 
we gonna have church. He said, you know, he said, church is open, the building is not. He said, you know, so you still can have church. He said, follow online, blah, blah, blah. He said, but this bu- these buildings, these doors aren't opening. Yeah. And, I, and I guess a lot of people, I get it. But you think about all the people who could potentially be affected. There's a lot of older demographic people that go to church as well. And it's a, it's a yeah. wide range. Right. But why why take the risk? You just said you don't but take the risk. why take the risk with gyms either? I mean, like to me, it's you're either taking the risk for God or you're taking the risk to get, you know, be more look more healthy or look mm. a certain way or feel more healthy. But like you're, if you're taking the risk, you're taking the risk. I have no, I don't understand why people think that that churches should be last, but like gyms are permissible. But to me, it's the same. If not, if anything, what I've heard is that gyms are worse. I think gyms can be worse because of all the sweating and everything that goes on. In it's gym. way more bodily functions. So there's way more chance of transfer than there would be. Well, the be gyms are allowed to have gym. But they're not allowed to have group exercise classes. Right, but se, I mean. So. It's still the same sense of like the the equipment and everything like that. So, I mean, I I just think if you're, I don't think I don't agree with anything being opened up the way that it's opened up right now. I don't think that the way we're opening things is correct. But if we're going to open gyms, I think that churches should be opened as well. I mean, I just do. Hey, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. How was your week? My week's been pretty good. Been pretty chill. I'm prepping to reopen. So. Um, my my firm is reopening in June first. Okay. Um, because the courts right now, as of right now, are opening. Um, on June first. June first, and so we're close to the court building. Obviously, we're gonna have a lot to of going back and forth. So yeah, that is the expectation. So kind of like I'm kind of sad a little bit, low key of like <laughs> getting rid of the uh, work from home life. Yeah. But I'm super excited to like actually see people and talk to people and be a, a yeah. real person again. I, I, I definitely can't wait to go back into a building. It's weird world. though. We were talking about this offline, but like your perspective on the coronavirus and how deadly or crazy or how impactful it is mm. is so de- like dependent upon your dependent upon the people you've lost. If you've lost no one, like, feel like I would imagine that it doesn't like this just feels like a lot of like hoopla over nothing. I think for a lot of people, it does feel like a lot of hoopla over nothing. But yeah. I think for the person who who is knowledgeable, understands that it's not over nothing because hundreds and thousands of people have died. Like dying, yeah. yeah, so obviously it's pretty damn serious. Uh, I think initially I didn't take it. Like, like most people, I, I don't think I took it as serious in yeah. the very beginning because, you know, you think it's going to pass through and then you hear with me being younger on the younger side yeah then most of the demographic that was being affected initially you kind of just like uh it'll be all right i'm not it's not that serious yeah um, but then you know you start seeing the numbers all from all across the country to all the world and you realize it's a little serious and then you realize that people that you know have lost lost you know lost loved ones yeah so i think like anything else like you don't take it serious until it hits you lands on your doorstep yeah you agreed. know so yeah, for me, I definitely it scares me way more than I think most people. But then I'm like from New York. A lot of my friends are from there. Yeah. My family's still there, and so I know so many people who have been like directly affected. And mm. I know someone who've lost their lives mm. to it. That to me, it's really scary. But then I also realize I have, sometimes I have to pull myself back and realize that I have a very unique perspective because of the amount of people I lost. Yeah. The people who don't have lost anyone. So yeah. it's, it's a much different feeling. I would definitely say this is a time in history that as we get older, we are living, literally living in, in a major part of history. Yeah, have you been journaling? I've been journaling to make I've sure I have this logged. 
Yeah. Like this is what the Anne Frank, you know, not the same thing. Absolutely. But you know what I mean? Like it these are how diaries like these start. Are found later yeah, down. Yeah. Like down the road. Like this is what will be in textbooks for, you know, very long time. Decades. It's like you can pass down to you. The same way you know like the black plague. Yep, yep. It'd be like, what what was my aunt going through in twenty twenty during the coronavirus? Yeah. And it's like this is history, you know? For whatever reason. So kinda oh. crazy. Congratulations for everyone who's still ticking and keeping moving. You have survived or you are surviving a major, major moment in history. Yes, currently surviving. Hopefully we will not get a second phase of that's this. That's the prediction though. Right. So that's what we've yeah. been hearing a lot that because everybody's kind of reopening a little bit too early. Uh, we've gotten really comfortable with, you know, I think we just got stir crazy that there's predicted a huge second wave about to come. I don't know if I believe it or not. I'm hoping against it because I want to be optimistic, but I'm hearing it from, from medical professionals. Yeah. So that's the part that like, I've heard it from multiple med- medical professionals. They're like, make sure that you're stocking up now. I'm like, if you can, things are starting to become more accessible, like alcohol and Lysol and yeah. all that kind of stuff and hand sanitizers. Those are starting to become more and more uh, available. And they're like, make sure that you're being mindful of the fact that there probably will be like a, a second, second bout, one. you know, and and it, things will be even harder to attain then. So, you know, attain them now. <laughs> uh, I'm not ready for that. I don't want a second one. I, I know I can't I mean just like being locked out already and then to like jump back into another lockdown I don't I don't think that we would go back into another lockdown I think they're predicting the second phase but not as hit as hard and I think they just decided that those who we lose is who we lose yeah you it's know sad though, right? it is sad I don't think there'll be another lockdown though I think it's funny that the people who are getting mad about like the the fact that the businesses are close not closing but like that you know there's no money happening that people are losing their jobs they're getting mad about the closing because of that but they don't get mad at the fact that like your government should be able to support you during this time like yeah. that's the whole point of the government right it's and they like, aren't right now to help you like like we shouldn't have to be worried about twelve hundred dollar stimulus yeah. it should just be it should be twelve hundred dollar stimulus plus mortgage and rent all of that should be suspended suspended like, or yeah move to the end of the loan something yeah. there's so many protesting yeah. like the right to get back to work when really they just want the right to like be able to live in their homes without being kicked out mm. unceremoniously after all of this comes down because uh, i posted this video this, this white guy going off and he he made some good points it was like you told us that we had to shut down you forced us to shut down and you said you would take care of us during the during the force of the close down so we closed our lives down we closed our businesses and now you're not doing anything to help us other than one little 1200 check it does not even help most people who live in New York. Right. And, if you're in 12, California. Twelve hundred means nothing to like major cities. Like yeah. they might mean something in Alabama. It might mean something even in Florida, but it doesn't mean doesn't mean shit in Miami. Doesn't yeah. mean shit in New York. Doesn't mean nothing in Cali. Like, you know Problem is where where do we where does where does this money come from? How's the government end up paying it back? I think there's ways to, ways to do it. But we're we're bailing out banks. I think that's the, uh, that's the issue. a big problem. Yeah, it's like we've bailed out banks twice now. How are we bailing out banks, but we can't bail out uh, our the, own citizens who are the yep. ones who are who are funding these bank yep. bailouts? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So 
All right, yo. All right, let's get into who am I? Who am I? So, all right, sippers. For those who don't know, or this is your first time checking in, I'm going to talk about something in current pop culture, and Jay has to guess because Jay's only guessing by himself. He has 60 seconds. Solo dolo. I only got 60 seconds. Yes. I don't think I need 60 seconds. I think I need like 30 seconds. I think I'll be all right. All right, you sound like a less than a one minute man. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! You feel that I burn? Ha- I have evidence. That I am not. Do you feel that burn? Burn, burn. Burn! I will pay you back. Don't worry. Okay, this songstress is in the news for a um, Dine and Dash, but with music lyrics and and production. So Mm. this songstress is accused of swiping and releasing a song without paying a dime to the producers and writers who actually wrote and made the song. That sounds shady as hell. It does sound super shady. uh, song just, um, American singer, songwriter, dancer, producer. She's also been an actress. She's from Lexington, Kentucky. Also been an actress. Moved out to LA to pursue her career. She's um, been in Polar Express. That She's been help in me. Out of Jimmy's Head and Cartoon Network. She's been Two and a Half Men. So she's. That, oh, those are her, Britney her, Spears? her acting. Nope. Um. She was in a girl group called The Stunners. Gosh, I don't know. This is someone I definitely not, do not know. She released her... Is she popular? Her like debut she has good... singles, Two On. Two On? Mm-hmm. Two On? I don't know that one. Uh, give me... Can I get an initial? She's currently managed by Jay-Z in the Rock Nation. Oh, wow. So she's got to be fairly good. Um, got 10 seconds left. Tiana Taylor? No. Uh... Yeah, I don't know who that is. We are talking about Tanache. Yeah, I would have never got that. No. I barely know her music. But I know I know the artist, but um, I have not listened to it like, like like that. It's so funny because I liked her 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 debut song Two On. Um, but I haven't really she hasn't really popped for me. But now that she's under Rock Nation, I don't know how long she's been under them. Hopefully she'll I didn't realize she was such an actress. Like I didn't realize she was in Polar Express and all that kind of stuff. I never even watched um, Polar Express. I love it. It's it's a it's it's anim it's an animated film, so that's why I've never heard of You never heard of her? I've heard of her. I just. I know this song, but that's probably the only song of hers that I do know. That's like really the only song she's known for. She's done a few covers with like not covers, but a few songs with other people that have hit, but. This is her own song that's like actually. She's with Jay Z's Rock Nation, huh? Yeah. So she dined and died and, and and left. That's what the producers are saying. She's obviously mm. disputing it, but that's what they're saying. They're saying she. I don't know how. So much they did all the stuff and she put the song out and, and never they, paid. They're saying she's never paid. That's weird that they would do that and and I. She's saying that it wasn't front. her. It was her management. Mm. Right, so which could be who, possible, but I, I mean, who, who ends up paying those bills? I think normally it's your management. It's your, it's your management. Yeah, yeah. So you can't you can't blame the artist, but people we got to go after the main person that people know. They said, "Oh, Rock Nation didn't pay me for this song." Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Right. But you but say Tanache, Tanache, yeah. yeah. All right, so this oh, I got that one wrong. Definitely got this wrong. All right, new one. Okay, this. R&B star has taken over TikTok. I know who this is. Done multiple TikTok. Yes. Usher. 
No. Oh, okay, keep going. Look at you. See? Right. Why don't you let me All finish? Right. Go though? ahead. Multiple. Uh, he's done R&B. multiple TikToks. One which he actually jumped into his pants. Mm. He did one where he ate corn while it was oh, hooked up Jason to. Oh, Jason Derulo. Yes, Jason Derulo. Good job. I'm not a big fan of Jason Derulo. I don't either. His corny factor is just <laughs> so high for me. There's just something that seems so. Like not genuine about so it. So that was a real video of him eating that corn that drill and broke his teeth? I don't know if it really actually broke his teeth. I think that uh, was part of the The skit. The skit. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but he's just yeah. Jason Derulo apparently makes a lot of money behind the scenes and doing a lot of stuff. But as an artist, I have just never enjoyed his music. He just literally feels like the back like the back room in a club <laughs> like where mm. all the desperate guys go the desperate yeah. guys who have money right so they feel like they should have all the ladies but they don't mm-hmm. like jason derulo is the kind of guy speaking to our last episode who like if you friend zone him is mad at you that you don't that you, you don't how like, dare you not actually be attracted to him and want him yeah, like see he's his, see his worth yes yeah, like he's one of those that would like be like like and then he'd hang around just so that you could like like him and then eventually just so he could be like ah you should like me in the first place uh-huh. like he's Two, one of those petty verses. like that's what he looks like huh that's what he looks i don't know if that's be true because <laughs> i haven't like really spent time with him he just he yeah. feels grimy and like just not authentic there's something just so fake about him yeah i don't know why i get that perception but that's just the perception i get he does look I can see how you can see that though. Like I can't disagree. Right, there's something then, seedy about him. Like something that's just like I don't I don't feel like that's who you genuinely really are. What's his best song that he ever put out? I don't know. What's his top played one? Jason Derulo, that's all I know, but I don't know what song that's from. Young money, young money. Oh got Nicki on it. Oh, I think I remember that. Yes! Okay, this is a little bit of a bop though, I can't lie. Is it? Yeah. This is a jam. I wish that I could tell but not because of him though like low key whoever's the producer I don't know I think this who produces his voice is just so suspect too. yeah I just can't I can't get with it yeah, that's no go. Drink. But that's the only part I know. Oh, because, the drink part. Yeah. yeah, and that's because of the Nikki part. Uh, right. Yes. All right, so I got that one right. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Last one. So right now you're doing well. Right now this will be the deciding factor. The deciding factor in my gloriousness. In your quest to, to reign supreme. I guess myself. Okay. So this hip-hop diva. Mm-hmm who is a reality show beacon has recently come out and says she's regretted her liposuction because it's made her butt too big. Mm. She is married to someone who is very, very famous. Who she's married to is who's actually more famous than she is. Oh, wow. She might be a wife. Um, Eve? No. Um... Eve's husband is not more famous than her. He's more richer, but yeah, you're right. They're not more famous. Not more famous. What's his name? Max, Maximilian something, believe sure. it or not. First of all, I'm mad that you know that. <laughs> I don't even know what I was um, looking it up on the day. She's on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She had she released her first single called All These Kisses, and she actually can sing, mm. which I'm surprised that she never blew up because her man... 
um, is actually a rapper who mm. who could have put her on, honestly. Um, you know, not everybody could be Offset. You're talking offset about my, um, my, 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 Cardi B? No. I'm, oh. I'm just saying, like, Offset, well, you're done. Yeah. Offset supports his chick. He might, like, cheat on her constantly, but he will write her some good lyrics and he will put her on some hot tracks low-key. Yeah. I'm talking about Tammy Rivera. She, you're picking people who I would never, ever know. It's Waka Flocka. She's one of hip-hop. See how she do me sippers? When I give her, when, when Elle needs a bone, I throw her a nice, big old, solid bone. I feel bone like that was an easy one. She's super cute. Everybody I knows have, her. Obviously not everyone, because I don't know her. Sippers, well, do you know who it is? Who Waka, it is? Waka Flocka was the, one of the bigger storylines on Love and Hip Hop. I know so. Waka Flocka, for sure. Yeah, it was always him, his mama, and her. How you don't, what you mm-mm, mean? Mm-mm. If, if I had been doing the one throwing the guessing, I would give you somebody like Jennifer Lopez or somebody that it obviously is easy because since you're playing against yourself and you have no other clues, but you know, I ain't gonna be salty. Jennifer Lopez I ain't gonna be salty. is not in the news right now. I know, what's, what's her name? To me or Tammy what? Tammy Rivera. How do you not know Tammy Rivera? Because I'm not really paying attention and stuff like that. Well, it's pop culture, baby. What you want me to do? She's pretty, though. She's gorgeous. She's a hip-hop artist, though? She's a singer, R&B singer. You said hip-hop artist in the very beginning. I said she's connected to a hip-hop artist, mm, we're gonna which play is We're going to play that Waka back Flocka. to Blue later. All right. I didn't get it right. That's fine. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on. Moving on to the sip main of the day. sip of the day. I don't know if you're going to do it. I was like, Hey sippers, do you know what time it is? What time is it? Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Get your cup ready, drink ready, tea ready. Yes, yes, y'all. You guys got me triggered as hell. Oh yeah, how we get you triggered? How we get you triggered? So, listening back to this episode on oh toxic relationships. First um, of all, I want to apologize to all the sippers out there who, <laughs> who suffered through listening to toxic relationships that we did in season one. I know the audio is so sad, but at, at that time we just believed in it was better to get something out versus nothing at all. And we are revisiting our, from our live show that we did in season one. And we just took that audio from season one and just put it out there for our episode. And listening back to it, it was not the greatest episode. I mean, audio. So, but we come a long way. It was a fun episode. It oh, just yeah, was oh, like yeah. terrible audio. For sure. So, also why I say I'm triggered is because I literally, when I was, we were recording this, I was mm. just getting out of a super toxic relationship. Uh, that was, uh, that would explain a lot. Yeah. And so like going back, I'm like, Ooh, child. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, honestly, I told Elle this morning, she came in, I said, look, I started listening to it and I had to stop in bet- halfway in between because it's it rough. just wasn't, from, for me, it's super rough. 
because you know most of he's the audio, audio guys. yeah i like the audio he's and the like editing such an and, audio nazi when so, it comes to things he's like oh my god i can't believe the sound it's so bad yeah it's so bad but this one you of the things we started that, off with one mic let me tell you you can do it you can do whatever you want because we start off with one mic for three of us do you remember the snowball that's right days? we had the snowball 49 dollar mm-hmm. mic and off of amazon off of amazon it was so trash three of us were around one this is a little we didn't know we had three had people no clue yeah, you learn as you go. You learn as you go. And so now so we first we got a mixer, then we all got individual mics. Yeah, yep. And the then slow upgrade. And I started upgrading all the mics so we can get better quality. We upgraded and the mixer. The mixer. And now we and started on the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So let's go ahead and get into your toxicity. Mm. Um, what do you, how do you, why do you think toxic relationships thrive? Why do I think toxic relationships drive? Um, I would say mainly because I I think people have not seen enough of a healthy relationship growing up. And then they see a lot of stuff on TV and they think that's the way it's supposed to be. Or they see social media gurus and they they listen to those people and they say, oh, you got to, you know, arguing is healthy. And, you know, if he ain't jealous, he he, he ain't the man for you because he ain't no real man. So I think people have too much sources of information coming in and coming out. And then you tie that to the fact that people just don't like starting over, yeah. right? If you've been invested with somebody for a year or more, you're like, ain't nobody else gonna get this. This I didn't, I didn't got beat up for this. I didn't, you know what I mean? Right, like so, I did the work for it. Yeah, so I think a lot of people stay because it's just what this what they know and they think that's how it's, it's supposed to be in relationships. Yeah, I think, I think all of you said I would also include like a lack of affirmations. Mm. I think a lot of times like toxicity brews or starts because I think toxicity for a lot of times acts as an affirmation, Mm. right? Like if you storm off and if you break up with your man every five seconds and then he's begging you back, Mm. there's a level of affirmation that comes with that. There's Mm. some like, he really wants you. He really cares about you. He's really invested in this. He won't let you go. Like there's that level of like affirmation. And I feel like when you're in your regular day-to-day relationships, you know, normal, if you're in a healthy relationship, you're getting constant affirmation from the person that you're True. with, that they're, you know, you're happy that you're enough, that they're enough, that all of that kind of stuff is kind of happening. Yeah. I think if you fail to get that or provide that, or you're not getting it to the extent that you need it, which I think in a lot of people's relationships, because they're so um, scared to be vulnerable, you know, like, a lot of people are afraid to say, to be I vulnerable. like you. I like, where did we get, I know. where did we get here? How did we get to this point where you can't even say you I like, like somebody? Like, what do you mean? I was dating this girl the other day. Like what are we vibing, having a, just having a good time? Oh, that's the best. And I just like, and I said, you know what? I, you know, I like you. I have a good time with you, right? Easy. So like for me, it flows off. It's like I, I'm okay being vulnerable. Yeah. And but you can tell that she she wanted to say she likes me too. Yeah. But she was hesitant. She was yeah. hesitant. So I was like, so I asked, what's going on? She was like, I'm just not good at good at saying how I feel or yeah. saying saying things like that. I'm like, well, I didn't say it expecting something in return. Right. But to me, it's almost a turnoff if you can't say 
you fucking, you fucking like me. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how, how do you do, how do you it's develop? It's because women, I think, like, the more I think about it, women, we have to, what do you call it when it's like, um, it's irony, right? Because mm. the women's biggest complaint is a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a lot of the way women communicate, it's not inducive of, like, good communication, right? Yeah, that's a fact. Um, that's a fact. And so you can, like, your major argument and complaint could be, like, I, you know, he doesn't communicate well. But then when you start looking at the way that that other person communicates, like, I have girlfriends who are like, oh, my God, he's such a terrible communicator when she's talking to her man. But then if you look at her the way she talks to him, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you're not really allowing yourself to him to be vulnerable because of the way you come across, the way mm-hmm. you talk to him, it's your communication issue that's, like, mm-hmm. really it's, impacting him. Yeah, and, he, and he's like, you know what, I'm just not going to say as much. I'm not going to... Be more as verbal as yeah. I should because you you have to have the last word, right? Or you're but, always over talking talking over me. Exactly. You know? But in the reverse, what I will say is that a lot of women they start off communicating probably over communicating, mm. and that's when you start getting called clingy. That's yeah. when you start getting called too emotional. Mm-hmm. That's like when you start when you first start dating, you start like feeling someone if they are not at the right maturity level, if they don't like you, but they're willing to tolerate you, which is we talk about that in the friend zones, like. Yeah. God Guys will not friend zone you in the sense that they will like not have sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> They'll friend zone you and hook up with you, but not take you seriously, take you right? Um, and so you start getting that. I think a lot of men have trained women to not be emotional, to not be vulnerable, because those things are perceived as being clingy. Those things are perceived as being overly sensitive. Those things are are being construed as being overly emotional, and those are the things that were always literally like. Yeah, I think I think men and women are both at fault for Absolutely. for the miscommunication that exists in modern day dating for sure. Yeah, um, and the same vice versa. It's like it's a bad and never ending circular repeat. Because then if you bring that to your relationship, even if the guy is a good communicator, mm-hmm. you're almost limiting him in his communication style based off of your past relationships. I think I, what I, my, my rule of thumb is is that I would or I tell people is. Don't ever stop being you. And right. if you're a type of person who likes to communicate how you feel, if you like someone to be affectionate, then you need to do that. Right. And and, and do find it. Someone and I, who can appreciate that. Do it and don't expect something in return. Right. And that person does not appreciate it, then you need to know you need to walk away from it. Because the, the right person for you is going to be receptive of of that. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I I've dated you know a lot of women who say, oh, I, do I talk too much? Do I talk too much? I think I talked to him. I'm like, I've never said you talk too much. Who, who has told who you that you? Who you has told you that you talk too yeah. much? And typically, it's probably someone that she dated in the past that say you talk so much. Like, but you, bitch, you never shut up. But the person <laughs> for you is going to be like, you know what? You talk just enough. You talk honey. just enough. Yeah. You know, especially if you're someone like myself. Like, I'm not a huge. I'm not a big talker unless it's something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um. So I don't mind listening. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm on my listening. It's so but. funny because when I hang out with you, like on the, like just friends versus mm. like you know we spend so much time actually on the podcast. I always forget for a second like that you're not like you're a little <laughs> low key introverted, right? Like. Yeah. That you can be very, like, cerebral. You can be very much in your mind and in yeah. your brain. And, like, that's actually one of, the, like, the benefits of to you. Like, I normally, like, love hanging out with Jay because he's one of the few people, like, I'm introverted and I can hang out with him and not feel like my energy gets pulled or drained. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because 
you literally work on your own little compass <laughs> in your, your own little bubble and you're good with that but sometimes I have to like remember I'm like oh he's not so talkative but then I'm like oh that's because we're always we're always talking obviously because of the podcast yeah. and so we're always in situations where we're either presenting or hosting or you know we're talking and so when we're just hanging out I'm like oh yeah I forgot like I love children I don't talk a lot at all <laughs> at all I, even I, I tell people when I, even when I hang, hang out with my friends I'm not the life of the party. No. I'm, I'm never the person. Like, Jay's always the chill one on I'm the side. I'm just chill. I'm just watching. I'm listening. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Like, I'm happy with that. Obviously, it's times when you want, you want to chat. But going back to like you know toxic relationships, I think it's important that people identify with the chemistry, right? Like if you can't date somebody who is chill like myself, and you know you have to be high energy, you have to go. Eventually, you're gonna have a problem with my energy, yeah. right? And you're gonna start feeling some kind of way. Maybe you might start making. Smart, smart comments yeah. or making little jabs then they, and I'm like wait a minute why is she always jabbing at me like right. what's going on you know so I think I think sometimes we can create a toxic I situation I think that's a great point like toxicity can sometimes be created when we when we fail to realize that we are all not the same kind of person yeah like a lot of my toxic friendships that have like devolved or I've cut off or not that have not you know that I'm no longer friends with a lot of it is because either they thought that I should have done something based on how they would have done it, mm-hmm. or I thought they should have done something based on yeah. how I was done it. Yeah. But that at some level, that's a level that's unfair because oh, yeah, they haven't sure. had the same life experiences. They don't look at things. That's why you value them as friends. They don't look at things the same exact way that you do, which is a benefit to you. You know, like it gives you a different perspective. And so to assume that they're going to handle things exactly the way that they would or that you would and then they and then holding them to that standard which is your standard is an issue yeah have you um have you ever have you ever had a friendship become toxic and you not know why it became toxic yes yeah so me and this girl we were like i'm gonna tell you when we were i actually realized later on what i think it is so me and this girl were really really close like we mm-hmm. met and immediately clicked and we're like like immediately kind of like besties like we were just in the right place in our lives where we were kind of going through similar things and we got into one argument where i was upset about something and i didn't want to disclose it because that's just who i am i have to process things mm-hmm individually prior to like really talking to other people about it yeah because i want to be sure about how i feel before i include other people into my thought because people can can sway you to believe something or not or feel some type of way or not so i was like for me just personally i like if i'm going through an issue you won't hear about it day one or day two you'll hear about it like day three Mm -hmm. i need a moment to like really process it myself yeah and just determine how i actually feel about it you know and so she didn't really appreciate that because she's one of those people who as soon as something happens she would like talk about it she wants to talk about she wants your she wants your opinion and helping formulate how she feels about it which is fine everybody has their own independent thing right and so because I wasn't as disclosing as she was, mm-hmm. she thought like she took it or misinterpreted it as me not being as close. Mm. And then she just like literally stopped talking to me. So we went from like talking multiple times a day, like all day, like hours on end. Yeah. And to like literally she just cut me off for no reason. And like we were warm. We were on the same team at that point. So we were like still seeing each other. So it was just really, really awkward, like for no reason to be kind of cut off. Mm -hmm. And then finally, like when we clicked back in, she was just like, 
She, I mean, she had some half-ass way. I found out later that she ended up talking to one of the guys I used to talk to. Uh, always a man and someone in between. Yes, and so yeah. she needed to put that space, obviously, in there so that she didn't feel, I guess, how she... She didn't feel, torn, guilty, feel guilty. guilty or torn or anything yeah. like that. So I think she created a fight. Like she's not my friend anyway. She self-sabotaged. Yeah. It. But it was really like, honestly, it hurt me so bad. Like yeah. to like for her to just do that when we were like really good, close friends, you yeah. know. So that was definitely one of those like super toxic situations where I'm like, I didn't realize how toxic it was until the end. And Yeah. Um, I had never really dealt with a friendship becoming toxic until... The last couple of years and I was just like yo this is crazy right now you know and so and then into it's and, weird right yeah. because at some level they're your friend yeah so you have all that friend love and I also I make sure that I mean people sip it if y'all don't know me if you're not in my circle one thing you should know about me is that if you're in my circle I am very loyal yeah. and like no matter what happens between people i always feel like there's a way through a way past it whatever's causing the issue right yeah and so for me even if i am part of the issue yeah i always always made a point for my friend to know that i love them yeah like this is not this issue is not bigger than us right this situation yeah. we can get out of this situation with but we can still remain friends because there's love yes unless it continues to be continues to be a very Toxic. Toxic. And so last couple of years I lost a friend over over what I felt like was money, right? Yeah. And and so not from my perspective, I owe this person some money. And I've you know, I apologize for not paying it you know, paying it back on time. And, yeah. But the person, you know who I'm talking about. No, yeah. And it just became very, very rude. It aggressive. Was bad. And I, well, I in front of other even, people. Like, and I always just like, yeah. and I always, at the end of the day, I always was like, look, bro, I like, I don't know what's going on, yeah, but I, but I love you, right. like it's cool, and, and at the end of the day, I, at the end of the day, I had to, I had to get up out of there, yeah, and to this day, we're not really friends, right? And, and it so, literally breaks my heart, low key. But it was, it was super toxic. It's so funny because as soon as you started talking, I was like, was that toxic? Oh shit, that was really toxic. Like, it was. I, I started processing it as you started talking about it, and I was like, I didn't register that as a toxic relationship, but that was a really, really toxic relationship. And maybe we should talk about that. Like, just in general, like, mm. so when your friends are messing up or fucking up, right? Or like, they're not doing, that's something that you think that they should be doing, yeah. right? Like, how do you address that, right? Because I think at the end of the day, you have to determine if you value the friendship more than you value the, the negative situation that yeah. you're in yeah. and how you approach that, right? Like, I do agree with you. I think the approach was, like, was super toxic. Yeah. There's a point where toxic, I stepped in. Toxic, yeah, so. toxic and disrespectful. You yeah, know what no, I mean? Beyond disrespectful. And so, but at the end of the day, I always, but I, I knew that it was coming to an end, but it didn't have to come to an end. At so least you, not so from my perspective. you knew, like you felt like it I, was- I just felt like it was time for me to create a major distance between yeah. between him and I. Sometimes you when know? I would see like the things that would pop off, we would be all like out and about hanging out and I would like see something like pop up. I would be like, I would look at you and I, would, I always wanted to like, cause you're so hard to read in those situations. Mm. You're, I mean, you're really good at like just staying very like, 
chill and you're very good at keeping the situation low because I think yeah. for most people that situ- those situations would have ratcheted up like I think by so. A, if it was me, <laughs> let me just let me just go ahead. If it was me, that situ- those situations would have ratcheted up yeah. a lot, yeah, a lot quicker and way worse. And you're very good, so I used to always look at you I'm like, did you peep the shade or not? Because it was almost like you didn't even register it. For me, it's more important for me to keep my peace than allow another person to try to get me out of my peace. Oh, that's a good point. And so, I, a lot of times in, in those situations, I felt like I, they were only trying to get me to get to their level. Provo- yeah, they were provoking you. I'm like, you're below me. Really, it's how I feel about it. You're, like your spiritual peace is below my, below me. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lower my vibration to get where you are. Right. And I think that makes people even more. Yeah. Upset. Because you could have just we could just address it. Like yeah, if you, we, have, if just we have an it. issue, if there's money being owed or and if you're feeling some type of way, like you feel like you're not getting it paid back in a timely fashion, then let's just address it. Just address it. And, and but but more important than that though, is that when you and this is for any kind of friendship, if once you address it, you have to let it go. Yeah. You once, have to move on. Whatever the issue is, whether it's it's something money related, whether it's uh, a comment that was that was made, you have to be like, you know what? This is not bigger than my friendship. Or if it is bigger than the friendship, yeah. then you need to say, you know what? I can't be friends no more. I'm stepping away from it. And that's fine, too. Yeah, you can't do two feet. Like, yeah. you can't do one yeah, yeah. foot in, one foot out. You two wouldn't talk about what was happening, but everyone around you felt but it. We had, but we would talk about it behind scenes. Yeah, but like being in the scene with you guys, it would be like super disrespectful comments or just tones, like really a different, like a. But not ever for me. A, no, not no, for yeah, you. Not for me. Just a really yeah. aggressive approach, and like for people who are just like hanging around, because you know we all hang out in groups. Yeah. And so we're all like in groups and hanging out, and everybody who isn't but between the two of you are looking at each other like. Yeah. What the what the hell? What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. So towards the end of that, I actually decided that. It was time for me to be done with it. Yeah. Like that person did not make that decision. I made that decision. Yeah. And I was like, this person is kind of depressed. This person is his energy is very oppressive. Right. And I could feel myself, my energy changing. Yeah. Shifting. And I was like, you know what? I gotta go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's important to know in kind of any kind of relationship. Like you gotta know when you enough has been enough. If you know if you've talked talked it out and you have tried to create a situation for to be on the same page yeah. and it still doesn't work out, you need to know how to walk away from whether it's an intimacy or a non-intimate relationship, friendships, yeah. family, you don't have, you gotta love people from afar. There has to be forgiveness, right? Yeah. It's like there, it can't, a situation, any relationship, no matter what happens, people will mess up. And if you mess up and then you- On both sides. On both, on both sides. sides. And yeah. if you guys decide to forgive each other, then it has to be real and true forgiveness. You can't like forgive and then keep bringing it up and then, and then also still having that like level of aggression and tone with it. What have you ever learned? What do you think you've learned from being in a toxic relationship? I've learned, oh, okay. So I'm just gonna be like super like real, you know, obviously I'm always super real. I regret so much. I regret so much shit that I say on this podcast. (laughs) When I'm like listening back to it, I'm like, did I really just say that? But like, um, for me, it, it, it helped me pinpoint like that maybe my self-confidence wasn't where Mm. it needed to be Mm -hmm. or that like my value of how I value myself wasn't where it needs to be because I think in toxic relationships they it requires two people 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. You know? 100%. And so how much you are willing to take and how much you're willing to accept and even entertain like that toxicity, mm. you know, you have to be comfortable with. And I, when I finished like a, my super toxic relationship that I was in, I wasn't comfortable with the level and the amount that I like took of toxicity. Mm. Like I was just like, I should have had more self-respect for myself mm -hmm. or just like valued who I was a more. more. Yeah. And so it, it took me a moment to realize like I needed to like stop and really take a moment mm. to just be me by myself and yeah and work on me what about yeah. you i can't say I, intimately All right. i haven't really been involved in too many Toxic relationships. I it's think funny it, that how that shift happens. You remember a point in your life where like toxic relationships were pretty common, like toxic friendships. To yeah. I feel like there was a point in my life where it was like I had multiple people who were kind of toxic hanging out. But I feel like as you grow older, and hopefully it's not always when you grow older, but hopefully as you grow older, you get to a place where it's just not. Yeah, I think in your twenties, I, I don't think you vet your friends. No, I don't think you vet your friends. I don't think you vet your the people you're dating. You kind of just go in blindfolded, and you just get so many different different types of energy in your life, and you're not yet at a spot where you're mature enough to to deal with that energy. So you you're fighting, you're arguing, you have people coming, people go, and then as you get older. Hopefully you are more mature and you're better at vetting, understanding that everyone can't be in your circle. Yeah. Like your energy doesn't doesn't match with everyone else. So right? I have a question for you. So we kind of talked about like how do you know if you're toxic, but I mean how do you know if you're in a toxic relationship? But what are some signs that you think you would indicate to you that mm. you were actually a toxic person? Like that you're the toxic. Person. I would say that you are. You get super defensive and attack when people critique something about you or give you some feedback about something that you did right and you just get super defensive and you just got to point out their flaws yeah. so instead of receiving it and trying to understand what they're, com they're coming from you just go on the on the on the offensive so like if someone attack. is telling you hey i have an issue of a b and c and your response is well how the hell you have an issue when you got mm -hmm. d e and f mm -hmm. that is toxicity because instead yeah. of focusing on what they're telling you you're focusing on something else it's like which a is tick their for tack yeah. you know what i mean you're not a person who's not willing to self-reflect before pointing out someone else's i feel as, as yeah. a one sign of so I do a really toxic. toxic girl. And this is how I, one of the key factors I would say for you to check for yourself to see if you're a toxic person. Do you keep changing friend groups? Mm. If you can't maintain a steady group of friends, yeah. that is generally a sign that you are probably toxic. You yourself are toxic. And I had a really good friend who was like that. She would jump from friend group to friend group. She couldn't maintain a steady mm. set of friends. Mm. She would always like jump from one group to another. And because it would really be because she burned out all of her friendship. old friendships yeah, yeah. and so she had to jump from another one because the other ones weren't entertaining her mm -hmm. and so and i don't think she registered that she would always register as that oh she got rid of them because they weren't what she mm -hmm. they weren't her speed or they yeah. were toxic yeah. when in reality it was her she was the one who was toxic so if you're jumping from friend yeah. to friend to friend like if you can't keep one group of friends yeah. that you have and i when i say friends i mean like not one person because you can always it's always you can always keep one best friend yeah. i think that's the easier thing to, to keep but if you like your two or three people that are closest to you constantly changes out mm. 
chances are you're toxic. What's another way for you to know, recognize that you're the toxic one? For me, I would say, I used to be very passive, passive aggressive. Yeah. Um, and I would wait days to say something and then I would finally blow up with yeah. something else that had nothing to do with the main thing. And so I think if you, within yourself, if you realize that you're being petty, being passive, passive aggressive all, all the time, that you are probably creating a toxic situation in your relationship because the person on the other end of it doesn't know where it's coming from. Yeah. Right? It's if, like, whoa. If you're waiting days for something like that, that you should have just addressed when it happened, the other person's always going to be blown away. Like, the other person yeah. never is going to be like, they're like, we did this like three days ago and you're mad now? Like, yeah. what? Like, either yeah. you had an issue when it happened or it didn't. I think mine goes towards that too. I would say, like, check your, your feelings. You know what I mean? Like, check how you interpret or how you deal mm -hmm. with your feelings with other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it's, if you're always super negative, if you always can find the fault and issue with your friends, if you have a hard time remembering, not even remembering, but a hard time telling your friends or your significant other their good attributes, yeah, then you're probably a little toxic. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would also say that you probably are creating a, a toxic situation if you don't know your own triggers. Right. Like if you don't, you don't, if you don't know your own emotional triggers. And and when people trigger those things, you you immediately erupt. Yeah. Either or or you or you become a recluse. Right. Right. You pull you back. Shut you shut down. And now you're shutting down because of a trigger this person did that you didn't make them aware of. That's a trigger. Yeah. Now they're trying to figure out well what's going on. If you're gonna and if you don't have two people, or at least have one person who can communicate. Yeah. It's going to create a bigger divide yeah, in that relationship. Your relationship will never go anywhere. Yeah. And so. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just think really toxic and then we're not emotional even superiority that's su superiority right so competition this is what i'll mm. see a lot in toxic relationships definitely in the toxic relationship that mm. i was in it was who can okay if he texts me and it took him six hours to respond i'm going to wait seven hours mm. to respond if you're doing these kind of calculations yeah yeah, you're a you're definitely in a toxic relationship, and B you're also engaging in toxicity, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you're if if you're doing having an emotional competition with the with your friend or your loved one, that is part of toxicity, right? Like, be mm. authentic, be real. If you see the message, respond to it. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter how long they took or whatever the case is. Don't misinterpret. Don't read into what they're saying. Take it at face value. You know, I'd rather be dumb. I'd rather be the one who just feels like, oh, my God, girl, like you're you're dumb than mm. to be the one who reads into every text message yeah. and try to and tries to interpret what those text messages mean. And, you know, like, no, yeah, just ask. I'm taking them yeah. as face value, you Absolutely. know, and until you tell me otherwise or until I feel like there's evidence otherwise. So what about some signs that you are in a toxic relationship how about feeling feeling drained you always feel drained i think that's a big one i think you can going back to the earlier story is like once your energy feels depleted all the time you're like man like i'm wow I'm, I'm i've been on this phone call forever and you're just so exhausted like you've you've 
you've argued over the same thing yeah. over and over again. Like, I think that's a sign that you're doing a toxic relationship. Like, you always drain. If you're emotionally drained, it's you. that doesn't happen naturally. Like, you know what I mean? Normally, there's a natural balance. So if you're emotionally drained, you need to identify where that drain is coming from. Yeah. Um, for me, I would have to be, for an, like, if you cannot speak to your true intentions or your true goals, if you can't be honest and forthright with that person because you perceive that it won't be received well, mm. chances are you're in a toxic relationship. Now, if it's one thing if it's your friendship, it's still toxic. But if it's in a real like romantic relationship yeah. where you 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 feel scared to give news, even when it's good news, even sometimes especially when it's like good news because yeah. you're you're scared of how that will be misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody who's been really goal oriented in my life i've definitely had relationships where i've definitely had to downplay my success mm. and you should never be in that situation yeah i agree i agree with that and i also agree that judgment like if you are finding yourself always judging your partner or yes. your partner's always judging you then you are probably in a toxic relationship right right I was. I told you I was on a really bad date recently. Uh, he said that his partner told him to. Um, he was talking about his ex girlfriend, which you should never do on a date, by the way. Never, um, never. Not on the first date. Not on the like. Not on the first like five. I feel like when you start talking about your past relationships is more like when you guys are really hanging out. But see, I like asking questions like, so what happened in your last relationship, right? That's like, for me, that's a, it's a, it's a gateway to see how they think, how their perspective is, right? So if I ask that question and or I said, what went wrong, what went wrong in your last relationship? And all they say is what went wrong from his, their, perspective. his perspective or her perspective. But what if that's to true me, though? In some cases it can be true, that's but the, that's the art. That's the worst part because the assumption is if they only talk about the other person, it seems like they're only the other person was wrong, but that might be true. But here's the thing. I feel like there's always something that you feel like you can, you can do better. So even if you aren't the cause right. for why it didn't work, I feel like there's something that you can always have done better. Right? So like, for example, let's say someone, um, they broke up because someone cheated. Right, he cheated on her, and that's why they broke up. And if I would flip that and I said that she cheated on me, I would say, "Well, why she cheated on me?" However, throughout the throughout the relationship, there were things that she had asked me to do that I had never done. Now I'm not justifying this for her cheating, but I could have done this better. But that's not always the case, though. Like, cause you, I mean, the cheating, honestly, from a male, like from a female perspective. I think cheating seems sometimes for guys more like a sport than it is mm. like, you know, they're looking for obviously sex or they're looking for something mm. else that they're not getting into the relationship. Sometimes I feel like it's just, and first for women too, sometimes it's just a check on who they are, their own insecurities that are coming out to play. Mm. Like, do I still got it kind of deal. Yeah. And so you can be in a, there are a lot of people, men and women who are in a happy relationship, what they think is balanced and harmonized, and then their person cheats and they really had no parts or no, it wasn't about them, it was that person. I think when you cheat, it, it's more about you, who you personally are, mm. and your own insecurities, your own way of, of, of handling stress and emotions I, than the other yeah. person. I mean, I don't think, in the, I, don't, I don't, when people cheat, people cheat. I'm not saying that. I agree. Yeah. What I'm what I'm You're saying about, is that I'm like, the, you can't always take ownership though of of like your part in you that because sometimes you, you can't don't take, have a part. You in can't it. take ownership in the cheating, but you can take ownership in seeing what you could have done better. 
because you can always do better. So talk about the two different things. The cheating happened for is by itself. So if you guys were in a good relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like you guys were having fun. She was down to do whatever she wanted mm-hmm. to, like what she wanted to do. To her knowledge, you guys are good. You're Gucci. You haven't shared or disclosed any emotional issues. You haven't mm-hmm. dis- shared or disclosed like that you're not sexually satisfied. None of that kind of mm-hmm. communication has happened. Mm-hmm. And then you cheat on her. Mm-hmm. How is she? Like I mean, in that case, no. But right. But who who operates? Most people. I've seen this a most, lot. Most people though will have have a depending on how long you've been together have some sense of something that the partner does not care for yeah right no, i know Multiple. guys who literally cheat just because well of course they wanna, of course they, literally it's not even their their girls are perfect like literally they've like won the lottery like their girls like amazing people, people are going to cheat regardless no, of who you exactly. are exactly yes. and they'll tell me like yes. my girl's amazing she's perfect yes but they just want to know make sure that they still have it yeah i mean that's in, in that case yes there's nothing that yeah there's nothing they they've done wrong right i'm just saying in most most relationships I've heard of, we talked to, there have been. I wish my I wish my lady would call me more. I wish my lady would hold my you know touch me more. I wish my lady would whatever. Like there's always been something that okay, like what are you not getting that you wish you had more of, right? Yeah. And so that's why people go to counseling to talk that stuff out. And a lot of times they don't feel comfortable telling their spouse that in that moment. Yeah. And so I'm just looking at it from that perspective of what I can I do. What I think it's I an done? important conversation. Yeah. But I, it's one of those conversations I feel like it's not something you have in the beginning of the other no, relationship. No, not in the beginning. In the, in, not in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a conversation. Because honestly, you need to you need to have the backup of who they are as a person to determine really if really if the, the cheating or whatever the issue or why they broke up was her fault or her or not his fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I look at situations like that where I'm just like, mm, you know. I, I think unreliability is also toxic. If I can't rely on consistency. you, consistency. Yeah, if same I can't, thing. If you're not reliable, it's toxic. Like if I'm, especially if I'm always there for you. Yeah. Like okay, you need me to be what? You need me to do what? You got, I got to pick up your kids. All right, I got you. Yeah. Whatever. Like if I'm doing that, and then you come and you say, "Hey, babe, I need you know whatever." Yeah. And it falls through, right? Yeah, it has to be reciprocal, right? Like if I'm gonna be your ride or die, then you got to be mine too, boo. Like yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm going to go out of my way to you know work for things for us then you need to be able to go out of your way for things for us as well what about lack of communication like is that is that toxic absolutely yeah i think if so. you fail to disclose i think that's one of the most toxic things like if you fail to disclose even like the things you need the things you want like if you're judging your partner negatively on things that you've never actually vocalized to them and i think both parties, men and women, are guilty of this. Yeah. If you're if you're judging them negatively on things that you've never actually really vocalized to them, and I'm not talking about like you talked to them about it in a roundabout way, or like you talked about a scenario that was similar to yours, but you didn't come right out and like if you haven't literally sat that person down and said, "This is the issue that I'm having, and this is how like yeah, the, you know what I what I need from it." Then I think you're you're coming with toxicity. But I also want to say that you need to come with a solution too. You can't just oh tell gosh, somebody yes. a problem oh, yeah. like, "Hey." That's one. I think that's. I'm not trying to be biased. I yeah. swear to God, I'm not trying to be biased. But obviously, I only date women. However, one of the biggest complaints you would hear men say is that women will complain 
and be mad about mad at you about something you did, but not have a solution. Yeah. Like don't. It's okay. Look, if you got a problem, bring the problem up. It's have so a hard damn though. Solution. I had somebody call me out on that recently because I was like, you need to take more initiative. And they're like, what does that mean? And I was just like, I don't know how to explain initiative. Like, mm. you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, I gave him a couple examples, but I'm like, I don't. He's like, that's not really giving me anything. And I'm like, I don't. I don't know how to explain initiative. Some people either know what how to be initiated to do what they need to be done or they don't. Yeah. But I, I am a firm believer in matching energy. And some people may say that that can be a little toxic, but I feel like it's really protecting yourself. You, you, you're giving, making sure you're not giving out more than what you're receiving. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's important for people to make sure that they're not always giving something Giving 110% and you're only getting 50% back. Like, that can be toxic. So, I will I, match I the would, hell out of energy I would watch quickly. that, though, because I feel like sometimes, definitely for me, I've found that has bit me in the past because my energy, like, so I'm a very, I grew up in a, a Caribbean household. I'm super touchy-feely. I hug mm. all my friends. Like, I tell, like, all my girlfriends, literally, we were, we leave the conversation with I love yous. Like, mm. I love you, girl. Bye. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm very that. And so when I was dating, especially, like, when I was younger, I didn't understand that men, that people were not always raised in that kind of environment and setting. That's true. That's true. And so my, if he wasn't as reciprocal or wasn't as, like, lovey-dovey as I, I would automatically assume that we weren't matching energies and there was a lack of interest. When really that's just a lack of, like, behavioral... There's a he, he 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 could like me just as much if not more. Like I've come up mm. to find that some of them like me more, you know, yeah. like exes that I talked to, oh, yeah. than I did probably like them. But we just had different communications of how we did our love language. Yeah, I think that comes down to like love language, but yeah. And I I don't disagree at so all with that. So watch out for that. But what I'm saying, what matching energy, I'm talking about like in the, especially in the initial stages of dating, right? Yeah. Maybe not once you're in a relationship because it's. Some people are always going to be stronger in some areas than the other person, mm -hmm. right? So you need the other person to help you get to the, that level so you can keep elevating yourself. But initially in dating, and if, let's say it's only been a couple of weeks, like if I'm I'm not going to be the only one doing all the damn initiating of the calling. Yeah. I'm not going to be the only one doing all the initiating of the texting. Right. I'm not going to be the only one saying, hey, when can I see you again? Yeah. Right? Or, 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 I, spend, or, I, or I enjoy you. I like I like you. I like being yeah. around you. It has to be reciprocal. It had to be reciprocal. And so if someone, if I'm doing all that, or someone's uh, doing all that's that. That's like the best, though. When it is they, reciprocal. Like, that's how it should be, though. I know. But like when you like actually date like a grown person and like you actually are feeling each other equally and like you're both like, I like you, no, I like you. It's like the best feeling ever. I think it's good when you can be yourself. And I think, that goes, I think it goes back to being accepted and no judgment, right? It's so like, that's an, another way for you to know if you're in a toxic, bring it back, full mm -hmm. circle, is to know that you're in a toxic relationship. Or can you be your true, authentic self? Or do you feel like you have to be a fake person or a no. half person? Like you're not your true self around that person because you don't feel it will be accepted. You got you to gotta make yourself smaller in order to, make, to feel, feel good or make them feel good. Right. I don't think that's ever good. So... So I think there's many different things out there. Do you think that they're important? Do you think that like all toxic relations, like so we always say that toxic relationships are bad, but are they bad? Are they necessary? Do some people, like uh, there are people who are married for very long times who have toxic relationships and they look at it, they look at it as a passion filled. I mean, that's that's mm. the, 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 the other end of toxic, right? Toxic can be really bad, mm. right? But also like when the good is good, I mean, the good is good. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Because I mean, you're, you're dealing with such high emotions all the time. 
it, the pendulum is always swinging. So there's, yeah. and you're when you're in a good relationship, you kind of stay in the middle. Yeah. So you don't have these huge downs, but you also don't have these huge ups either. Like a toxic relationship, the ups are up. I don't. It doesn't to me. It's not. It's not enough for my peace yeah. to like value the downs, but. I mean, I think there's all. I think that's lessons in, out of that can come out of any relationship, whether it's toxic or, or good. And some, there, are, I'm sure there are people who love those kind of relationships because they that's that it makes them feel alive, it makes them feel. It makes them feel some, loved and valued. Yeah. Like I told you, a lot of times people like break up to make up those kind of relationships. It's more about reaffirmation. Yeah, I can't do the makeup breakup. So I just got to a point where in my life, it's where, so taxing. Yeah, it literally yeah, just blows my mind. Like I just needed, I needed to be not smooth. But no relationship is smooth. Right, but I just but need to I know needed, you're I, in. Need, I needed, I needed to feel safe. Yeah, I needed to feel e- easier than in the past. Meaning, like it shouldn't be a struggle to know if you want to see me. It shouldn't be a struggle. Of what the next plans are, like what are we doing? What are we doing? Like I shouldn't have to worry about that. No, no one should, yeah. right? You should be like, you know what? I know exactly like, where I, know I you stand. Hang out with me because yeah. I'm fine and or, I'm cool. Or if you know, you just have, or, or you get to a moment where you just know exactly where this thing is going. Like you don't have to. There's no questioning. You don't know. Yeah. Are we You're trying to go somewhere? That yeah. level of comfortability. And so I just I try to stay away from that. That high high energy, low energy. What I will Talk say is like a, a, a normal relationship doesn't have the immediate highs as a toxic relationship is because that's the thing about it is the highs and lows happen really early. You know what I yeah. mean? And so you won't necessarily get to those highs the same way that you would in three months in a regular relationship. But I will say that where you are in a year versus where you are in a toxic relationship in a year is just like leaps and bounds. Like the love is just so much stronger because it's built on something much stronger. Yeah. So let's once end on this. What's one um, one tip you would give to someone who is currently in a toxic relationship, abusive, verbally or physically, or any going through any things that we just talked about? I would say, um, are you in a relationship that can be changed? Because not all. I mean, we like to say break up with the person and. But a lot of people, that's not the reality for a lot of people. A lot of people can change together and they have changed together. And so, you know, can you get to a place? Is it worth you trying to fight it out with this person to get to a more healthy pace? And then what are your contributing factors? Generally, when you get into a toxic relationship, it requires two people being toxic. So how are you contributing to it and how can you remove yourself either from that situation or Mm. remove your toxic uh, input? Yeah, and I would say just make sure that the person you are willing to invest in is open to being as invested in it as you, right? It's like the worst thing you can do is to give all yourself to someone who is not giving giving it right back to you. And so if you're in a toxic relationship and you, you think you want to try to make it work, make sure they are as invested in it. And I guess that goes for anyone in general, whether it's toxic or not, just... Yeah, are they willing to do the work? I mean, if you've broken up like 15 million times, like, stop breaking up, guys. Y'all clearly are staying together. Like, like, y'all. Or walk away from it. Or walk walk away away permanently. But, like, 
Either way, like if you're gonna keep breaking up to get back together, and you know in a f- for a fact, like you know at that point that you're gonna get back together, you know what I mean? Then stop breaking up and figure out an, a new way. Figure out a new a, what where you, a way you can get whatever you need from that breakup that you've been trying, you, you've been getting. Because believe me, you're getting something from that. Yeah. People don't do things repeatedly over and over unless they are there's some level of success from there. So you're getting something from that breakup, even if it's affirmation, if it's just time. If I don't know what. Oh, they're lonely. They miss it. They yeah. miss the, They miss the, the companionship. And so we, sometimes we go back to things that we know, that we know we shouldn't go back to. Just because we are t- we're lonely. Because we're lonely. Yeah. Or horny. Right. Mm-hmm. How, how many times we gone back? Go <laughs> hand in hand. My book. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to unsolicited advice. Well, let me give you a little advice. What? That. <laughs> All right, guys. First unsolicited advice. All right. Question. A guy asks you on a date. He doesn't have a car or his car is in the shop. He tells you to come scoop him. He gives you gas money and pays for your babysitter for the kids Mm. and offers 75% on the bill, but asks you to pay the rest and for you to tip. Would it be wrong if you stopped dating him? (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is a lot, honey. Wow. First of all. So let's just talk about it in plain language. He don't got no car. So you you got to pick him up. He pays for your babysitter and gives you gas money. So those are plus. So that kind of like not offsets him not having a car. But I don't think the car should be a deal breaker, though. Like cars are hard. I mean, to me, it depends on where you live. If you live in New York, it's not a deal breaker. But in Florida, absolutely. But he obviously money is not the issue. Yes, right. it is because he, he, he paid for the he offered he paid for the babysitter. Yeah, he paid seventy five percent of the date. Right. I, I as I don't mind women paying for a tip. What the fuck? Yeah, you better pay. You better put some money out there. Show me you're not. Show me you're not selfish. Absolutely. Yeah, but normally they ask for the tip. They don't ask for twenty five percent of the bill and the tip. Yeah, I would never would ask for twenty five percent of the bill. But yeah. think about that. How much money he come out of pocket for a babysitter though? Yeah, that's not going to be cheap. I mean, it depends. It depends. Like, most people can get a babysitter for 15 bucks an hour. So, how long have you had? That can easily add up to, like, 45 if you're going to do, like, three hours. So, so we just going to say, like, $60 ain't ain't cheap for somebody? On top of spending, let's say, most dinners, when you go out and you pay for a dinner, you're going to spend 100 bucks almost easily. Right. But he has no car. So, it's like he's not, he's, some of the things that he's paying for is also because he's making up for the fact that he doesn't have a vehicle. Guess you got to figure out why he doesn't have a car. Does he not have a car because he can't get a driver's license? Or does he, is his driver's is license his, suspended? Is his car just in the shop for is a his, couple is of his, days? Is his credit like shit? Or you does know he just mean? not have a car? Yeah. Because I honestly, I won't date somebody who doesn't have a car in Florida. Because nobody, yeah. like, you, I mean, I, Nobody lives like 15 minutes away here. Everybody lives like 30 minutes away. So, yeah. you know, when you're talking to someone and you don't want to be the one always on the plug for that 30 minute, that yeah. 30 minute drive. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, that would be a hard one for me. Yeah, I would. I don't think I would date a woman who didn't have a car. Right. Like, would you, you have to go pick them up every single time you want to go mm. somewhere or do something. What if you're already there? Then you got to like, yeah. they got to figure out Uber and I just feels but it sounds like he he is at least trying to I know most guys ain't honestly most guys ain't paying for your babysitter no, 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 yeah. so I think I, almost think I think he's done a good job at 
I mean, at least he can Uber. I mean, these days in Asia, you can Uber and, and Lyft everywhere. Yeah, he can. He just can't pick you up nowhere. I think where he went wrong is I actually think he went wrong with paying for the babysitter. I think he would have been, I think he, it would have looked better if he would have paid for the whole day, the whole day and yeah. then gave the extra to like towards her for the babysitter versus being like, hey, I'm going to boss, I'm going to pay for Because I don't think most people expect you, especially in the first date, for them to pay for the babysitter. Mm. But most women expect you for the pay for the full date so i think yeah. it's just a. Well, i think has, i think he did a good thing check. though i think he did i think he was trying to be a little different I do like too. you know what i'll pay i'll pay for the babysitter i so most men ain't paying move, that. but you you that should be an attractive thing for someone who's a, a parent who has yeah. kids or when a man's offering to take care of your babysitter fee or whatever yeah because most men ain't gonna do that i'm not gonna do that unless i'm severely invested in you right so, I don't know. I think this would be a difference. For me, this would be like a little bit of a deal breaker, I think. Because of the no car. Yeah, because of the no car. First of all, a new car, no car would have been like it for me. I'd have been like, what? I'm coming to scoop you? Oh, child, please. But here's the thing. How does she not know he had no car? You're you on a date with this man by now. No, he said. like So she had to come scoop him. So she could have did it right there. I guess she's just being a nice person. Right. She was trying yeah. to figure it out. And and so I mean I think he told her before because for him to for him to pay the babysitter exactly had to have some conversation had to happen beforehand. That's what I'm saying. So she should have not even got to the date part. If yeah, if that, that would have been a deal, a, a deal breaker, no car, no deal so breaker. So the car, no car was a deal breaker. I think, but I think yeah. she's looking at the totality of things. No yeah. car, you're not paying for the first day. But I feel like that babysitter fee is a lot. That's like, a lot. That's a lot. I think he went wrong because I just feel like when you're dating someone, I think women have just in their head like there's certain things that you check off you know what i mean does he open the door does he yeah. stand on the right side of the road there's just things that you automatically have been like ingrained you have to realize we've been socialized this way mm. you know what i mean if you have your daddy in your life your daddy's the first person to tell you don't you deal with no broke nigga who don't open like who don't open the door if this man like my daddy would tell me all the time if this man it got you standing on the wrong side of the sidewalk he not he ain't no man you don't need to be mm. dating him like yeah. you know so you're like I love how we like women have un, like these crazy expectations. No, we're given these expectations. <laughs> right or wrong. Right or wrong. Yes. And you know, these are what we're living with. And so that would be hard. I would say, girl, you got to decide what works for you. If overall, in general, I think it's not that big of a deal. If you're fine with him not having a car, I think it goes back to what you like said. Where, I think you where, can pay where that do you 25. Where yeah. do you live? If you're in New York or a major city, Chicago, or whatever, then a the car is probably not that big of a deal. Yeah. But if you're in a place like Tampa or, or oh, I guess well, even Orlando, kind of for sorta, sure, Orlando, you know, absolutely. Yeah. There's no like public transportation here. That's yeah. It's like every two hours or whatever the case is. If you're in a more metropolitan area, DC, LA, like not even not even specific parts of only specific parts of LA, but like if you're in a more metropolitan area, then you don't need transportation. But if the more rural and the more suburban it gets, mm. is the more that becomes a big factor. Yeah, I think she needs to figure out if the red flag is a big enough red flag that she can live with or she can't. Yeah, sure. agreed. All right, guys, second one. So, guys, I need some advice. My ex and I have been together for around five years. He was my first relationship and the first to take my virginity. Mm. Anyways, hey. we broke up like two years back and then became friends with benefits. Mm. And ever since, it's been so hard for me to move on. Like, he was my best friend and we did everything mm. together. It's been five weeks since we last talked, and it was just too toxic. 
I haven't replied, and yes, I've blocked him, but he finds other ways to contact me. Mm. I need advice on what to do. Like, I've been working on myself and surrounding myself with family and new friends, and I'd hate to see myself end up back to where I was, sad mm. and alone. I always give in, and it sucks, like, I, but I do really care about him. I do really love him, so I don't know what to do. And she actually attached a uh, screenshot of a text message from him. What did it say? And it says, first text message, move on yet? And then an hour later, he texts her back, whoa, she did it finally. Mm. Girl, he's playing you, honey. Like, that is not, the, that is not like, t- like, that's not somebody who's, like, valuing you, who's sending text messages like that. Yeah, I I mm, I think that she's doing exactly what she needs, needs to, to do. The block the blocking of the numbers, uh not answering texts, phone calls, whatever. That is an important first step. I am one of the people cut when, I, when I'm I'm cut them off. off. I'm done. I I, I cut them from social media. Like out of sight, out of mind. It works. It's it, true. It, does. I, it, like, take, it takes a little bit, but eventually it does. It, it does. Yeah. I mean, if you're one of those people who like you like to look at their stories or mm. you like to check, I mean, if you're if it's your significant other, how can you not, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You like to check them out, um, and you can't do you can't stop yourself from doing that. Then yes, block they ass, delete they ass. Yeah, like and like they always like always say, time does. Everything, but you have to. But you give have to. It you time. have to give it time, and you have to be doing the work on yourself in between that time to actually heal from it. Right. But it sounds like she's doing the same, doing what she needs to do. But he, she's he definitely guessing it because he is still approaching it, still approaching. Because he, she says he's still finding ways to communicate with her. So she's clearly blocked him. So he's texting her from other places or mm. other people. So this text message shows his number and says X. So somebody mm. who's been saved in her phone. So I don't mm. know if that was just her changing it for the point of the yeah. post, but. You block him completely, honey. Block him completely on everything, all and social media if, and everything. And if he still communicates, literally the minute that you realize, like some, I have an ex who did that for six months, who would like call me from other people's numbers because I had him blocked. Yeah. And the minute that you realize it's him, hang up. Don't entertain the conversation. Don't like talk it through. Because that's what they're calling you from the other person's number to is mm-hmm. to engage in conversation with you. And that's just going to put you back in that same mindset. And, and to keep you where you are. Because even though he don't really want you or she doesn't really want you, they don't want anyone and they don't want anyone else to want to you have to have you. you. Yes. So they keep doing little things to make sure they try to keep you where you need to be in their mind. Absolutely. Right. And I call them uh, uh, emotional vampires, it, or you know, they just come. They just, yeah. they just come when they want to come. Absolutely. Suck all your energy, all your emotions out, and then boom, they're gone. They got what they they got their feet. They don't care if you're dead or alive. Right. And they're gone. You know. Yeah. So. And a lot of those people, they're like either in relationships or they're waiting to get into relationships. And they don't want you to get into a relationship before them. Like a lot of it is not based off of you. It's based off of they a know that they have someone that they can control and manipulate to give them what they need when they need it. Yeah. And it's not anything to do with you and who you are as a person because if who you are as a person, if they really wanted that, they wouldn't be fucking up the way they were fucking up. Yeah, so girlfriend, I, I say stick to it. I think if you don't have his number blocked, doesn't appear that you do, block him. And if he tries to communicate with you, the minute that you realize it's him, disengage. Just like let that man go. Let him go. Let him go. Let somebody else deal with that drama. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move into our That Sounds About Right. All right, Sipper. So this week is only Elle and myself. And so 
what I'm going to do, we're going to keep it simple, keep it sweet. I'm going to play six songs for Elle to see if Elle can guess them. Okay. And here's the thing, Sippers. If she does not guess, guess them, it is an ultimate epic fail because I'm going to choose songs that I've already played on the All Tino Shade playlist. That's rude. So, <laughs> we that will see. It's so rude. Every song that I'm about to play is on the All Tino Shade Spotify playlist. You can find these songs on there. We don't own them. We don't have any rights to them. We just love the artists and those who created it. So go stream them. Go play them. Give them the love that they deserve. Y'all. And, and give Elle some love. This might not go well. I mean, she should have heard these songs plenty of times before. Plenty. I've heard it twice before. Once when I actually heard it during it playing and once when I re-listened to the episode. I don't know why because these some, this is a banging ass playlist, by the way. Low-key, though. I actually used your playlist the other day when I was roller skating. Yeah, and I was like, "This is a bop." That's a good playlist. There's a lot this of songs. This is a bop. All right, here we go. So this first song, I don't really have the year, so you just want to have to know. Okay. The artist. I'm gonna be nice to you for the first one. Neo, Jennifer Hudson. Correct, Jennifer Hudson. That's the name. What's the name of the song? Spotlight. Correct. You know that could have been Neo because he does that. He does. We're gonna do rapid fire, rapid fire. This has to be. Is it Missy Elliott? No. Lil Mo. Correct, Lil Mo. Okay, um, Kendrick. Correct. I'm giving you some easy ones. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Hey. I don't know. Hold on. Is this the baby? Yeah. No. Is it Lil Wayne? Yes, Lil Wayne. Is this Ooh Wee Wee? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Officer. Yeah. All right. Woo! Is it brief? <laughs> it doesn't count. You got to know the artist with this one. Uh, how you gonna change the rules? Cause they tell, they say it right in the song. Though. That's your fault. Is it Mob um, Deep? No. Hey, this is um freaking. It's a group. Is it um? Nope, it's one person. You from New York? Shady Kiss? No. He beat his girlfriend once or twice. Well, I mean, it's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that, that is not a determining factor. I feel like the New York niggas be molly whopping the chicks. <laughs> All right. You, 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 you're doing pretty well right now. I'm giving you some, some good ones. Has it not been six yet? No, we're doing rapid fire. We're doing okay. rapid fire since it's just you. And... Oh, I love this one. I'm Lloyd. Yes, Lloyd. Get it shorty. Get hey. it shorty. Get it shorty. Except she ain't gonna get this one. I'ma get it. Is it her? No. I need that song to drop. Jeremiah? <laughs> no. That's Lloyd. You just said his name. Is it Lloyd? That was Lloyd. Oh, no. Never heard that one. I mean, I guess I heard it, but I ain't hear you it. You got guessing in the first 10 seconds. 10, 9, 
Eight. Uh uh-uh, uh, the beat had it fully drop. Like if the she already know it. Three, two. It's a body. It's a body. It's a body. Oh, that was the part that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. All right, let's do two more. Two more. Let's see if we can get this one. Who was it when they were saying we need life to come back to him? Um, Fetty Wap. They were like, we need we need oh, the world God, to go back to when Fetty Wap was on and Trap Queen was like the number one song. That was a good time in life. It was a good time that in life. That was a good time in life, low key. You should get this one easy. I don't know. It's hard before they start the vocals. Come on, Sippers. Y'all know who that is. Why are you taking her so long? Why are you taking her so they long, Sippers? I literally sang a song. Everyone else already knows that right now. Oh, slow piano? Yes. No. This could be every Kenny Lattimore song. This is, um, what's her name? Kelly Rowland? Yes, Kelly Rowland. What's the name of the song, though? I have no clue. I don't listen to Kelly Rowland. You don't know this song, L? I'm so disappointed. I don't. I really don't listen. Uh, the only song I like of her is Motivation. Is this Motivation? No, you, you like this song too. Dilemma. I guarantee you like this song. I don't. Simple. We're gonna wait for it. We're gonna wait for it. We, wait for the reaction. Cause we all know she like this song. Do I? Most women like this song. Is this the Kisses Down Below song? Yes. Oh, I don't like it. How you not like this song? It's a classic. Yeah, it wasn't. It just didn't do it for me. I do like my kisses down low, though. I, I like them up you, top as well. I like both. I bet you do. I'm not editing that out either. Please do. <laughs> Last one. Hey. I don't know who this is, but it's good. What? Wait. Just gotta wait for the, the beat to drop, the vocals to drop. She's showing her, showing her age, Dippers. Shut the eye, you don't know who that is. I couldn't tell you the name. Is it LL Cool J? Yes, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. It's so funny. He has such a distinctive voice. Him and Will Smith. Have you heard Will Smith's new his, new rap? His uh, verse he did on Joan Lucas. Yes, where he caught like low key. Will Will still got it. I don't know why people be sleeping on. Uh, because on, his uh, last one sucked when he was doing that like jiggy with it bullshit. For those who don't know, this song is called Will by Jonah Lucas. Jonah Lucas. And he dedicated a whole song to Will Smith saying he feel like Will Smith. It's a goat. Hey. Yes. Then, of course, he has Will Smith from the remix. And Will. Like, I was shocked. Let me see if I can find it. I was shocked. I just didn't. All right, here you go. He about to come up. Y'all tell us if you think Will still got it. He was rapping like Joyner. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I like Will Smith, man. I, don't think I he, love it. I like I like to see people have a second phase of life where they weren't pigeon-toed into one thing. I think Will you know? has done like the most amazing job of 
like Madonna used to do it, but she doesn't do it anymore. Of rebranding herself, yeah. of like never. Will Smith never feels old or outdated. He always feels current. Like even when he finally got yeah. on Instagram, he like got on Instagram and killed Instagram. Like his girl killed Instagram, took over, did Red Table Talk. But yeah. when they finally decide to do it, they didn't just kind of do it. You like, remember? They um, did it. You remember they used to get so much shit. Now, I would like to say that I think the Smiths were ahead of their time as black parents. Yeah. Because they got, they used to get so much shit for allowing Willow and Jaden to find their own voice, be their own personality for learning, being able to express themselves freely. It was like, oh, I would never raise my kids that way, blah, blah, blah. And they, for whatever reason, whether you love them or not, they have blossomed into, especially Willow. Like it's great seeing her become the woman that she is, and not caring about her style of hair or whatnot. And but I think that's a, that's also assuming that you think that Willow and Jaden Smith are successful, which some people might not deem, like based on from where they started off in life, that they are successful. I think they're successful. I mean, it can be argued. You literally started off with two mega stars with an unlimited amount of money. What are you doing now? That really like, like. Jaden has his own company. He, he, that, that, I know, that but he's doing. Not, it's not overly successful. What I'm saying is that, that 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 kind of goes in with the assumption that you think that Will and J- Willow and Jaden are in your eyes successful. Some people, a lot of people who don't don't believe in the way that Jill and Jada raised them, also wouldn't categorize that wouldn't categorize Willow and Jaden as successful. I would, but I don't. Yeah. I, I think those people wouldn't also would not understand what they're doing now either. But I also think that's probably some a lot of people who are still operating under old parenting model that used to be. And I think a lot of parents have adopted, not even because they adopted because of Willa Smith. Right. They've adopted this, these ways of teaching and parenting over the evolution of being a parent, modern day parent. Yeah. And I just, I'm just saying all that to say that I think Will and Jada were forefront leaders in that perspective whether or not they are successful or not a whole other argument but I feel like they were parenting in a certain way I think they were the most visible for sure we've always had like subgroups in in our society who have let their kids kind of do as they please or live a more freer life or less restrictive life I think that Jill and Wade and um, Jade are one of the few that have been as vocal. Like you never, you know, I have no clue how Denzel Washington raised his kids. I couldn't yeah, tell you. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? That's true. So That's I very just, true. Very true. I think That's that they true. were one of the ones that were more public with about how they parented their kids. And I think you know whether or not you agree with Willow and Jaden's lifestyle. You know they're alive and they're doing well. So. All right. All right, guys. Let's go ahead. And move into what's your ish? What's your ish? What's, what's your, your ish? ish? What's your ish? You know what? Honestly, my ish this week is appreciating your friends, mm-hmm. um, especially during times like this, during a pandemic where we're coming out of a, a, a global crisis. And it's important to let your friends know that you appreciate them, that you like them, because they could be gone. Honestly, they could be gone tomorrow. Right. But when you are feeling like you have to be isolated and you have a few people you can spend time with to help life not feel so crazy and so, so stressful, it's important to have those friends and to let them know, hey, man, thank you. Thank you for being part of my life. Thank you for for giving uh, opportunity to have to hang out and laugh and drink and yeah. and smoke or whatever it is, you know, make life feel some kind of somewhat normal. But right now it's not normal. Yeah. And so my week, this is my issues week. Is just appreciate my friends 
let my friends know thank you so so mine's is gonna be kind of to that effect but my my issue this week is the actual shutdown <laughs> the, the coronavirus the whole shutdown because i definitely it definitely gave me a moment to a i think for a lot of people who have been like on the grind or going hard like it takes gives you a moment to like sit down and chill but for me my friendships is where i've really like seen the impact the effect like my best friend like we would talk once a week or so, mm. but definitely not to the same extent and level. And I think when you're both stuck in the house, you know, your life kind of takes a whole, like takes a slow down yeah. that you realize like, we, we video chat each other like every day now. We like constantly are in communication with each other every day now. And that was something that could have, it should have been happening before. before we just got busy and it was mm. just like not a priority. So it just yeah. wasn't a thing. And so I'm like, now I'm like, oh my God, I love my best friend. And I'm so yeah. like, why have we not been like in more communications than we have been? So, and the key would be maintaining it when things go back to whatever new normal it is, yes. you know. And so, mm -hmm. but, but, but for me, I think it told me like, okay, this is actually sustainable. This is something that like I should have been doing. That's I, it just never even occurred to me to like video chatter all the time yeah. or to like because we neither one of us are very like mm -hmm. phone people, you know, like mm -hmm. we. We're both like, we'll leave the phone somewhere and come back a couple hours later kind of yeah. people. And so now it's like being more mindful of having your phone next to you and being more communicative. So I love yeah. how close it's gotten to me with my girlfriends. That's good. Plus my group chat's been lit since I, the coronavirus. I bet people are bored as hell. I got to talk about something. Okay. You know, talk about everything. Sippers, y'all group chat been lit. Tell me about it, okay? All right, guys, do you have a final sip? Uh, final sip, I would just say... Um, anyone who any small business out there who has um, been affected by the coronavirus and COVID-19 um, we are looking for you. We're looking for you because we are opening up our space for you to get the word out about your business get more Absolutely. customers out there. So if you want to be a sponsor of all Tino Shade uh, Spotify, I mean Spotify podcast then reach out to us free of charge um, we're not going to charge anyone for sponsorship on the ad. We just want to help you get the word out about your business. Um, we have to email us at altinoshadepodcast Podcast. at gmail.com or slide, slide his up in the DM on, on Instagram or Facebook. We'll do our best to reply. You need to get us a, a script, a 30 second script, I'll say 30 seconds mm -hmm. or less, uh, what about your business um, and how to contact you and all that good stuff. We just, we're here to help and we do have a market that we are able to reach out to because we've been growing over the last few years yeah and so we just want to give you the opportunity to, to hop on there and get your word out all right yeah and we're doing free promo for the month of june so let us know and you have up until that time frame to kind of get it in so that we can kind of help and give back the way you guys have always shared and given back to us all, all right, right guys with that done and said i'm going to go ahead and call this sip session done Holla. blessings y'all